Welcome. We are back. It is afternoon tea time. And we had a little glitch this morning. We were so good on tea time that we broke the internet. That's right. We had lost tea time this morning. So be sure to check out this morning tea time, Laura Lee uh, Lewis Barr, and how she spoke about stop motion films. And you'll be surprised. It wasn't anything I expected. So, but today, this afternoon, we are back with the beautiful Carrie Duvall from UK. That's right. Grab your seats, buckle up. We're going to the UK now. We're not in Canada. We're not in the United States. We're in the UK. Well, Miss Liz is in Canada, but all of that good stuff. So we're going to do a disclaimer today. And we're going to, we do the disclaimer every day, but we're going to do a trigger warning disclaimer because today we're going to be talking really hard. Uh, Carrie has an amazing story. This woman is truly a warrior. I want you to check her out and all of that good stuff. So, but before we get started, she's in the background, she's in the studio, so we won't keep her waiting too long, but we're going to do a little disclaimer and then we're going to do her bio and we're going to get her in here and we're going to spill a good strong cup of tea today with all of you guys that are listening. And if anyone is catching a replay, push hashtag replay. Disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Times live show. Miss Liz, myself, is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the content brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may bring forth dialogues and opinions that are not representative of my platform. The facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the giving time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participation are responsible for using their good judgment in taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The content brought forward may include discussions for some where they may be emotionally at risk. It is significant to know that the show is engaging in discussion forms only to offer and inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about this disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Miss Liz, through my email at bookingmissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in today's show in any aspect, Miss Liz welcomes you. Should you decide that the show is not made for you at this time, I myself, Miss Liz, respects that and will see you at a later show at a later date. Again, this afternoon's tea time is trigger warning. So please be advised that we will be talking about suicide. We will be talking about self-harm. We will be talking about abuse and neglect. So please bear and if you, this tea time is too much for you, I truly respect that. And I'm going to bring in my guest and I'm going to get her to start sharing and we're going to spill a good strong cup of tea. But before that, I'm going to do her bio. Carrie is a mother of two and a third on the way. That's why she's having a baby. So we're going to talk about that too. She was bullied all the way through school. Home was a toxic environment. This drove her to self-harm. Four years ago, she lost her Nana who was like a mother to her. It hit her hard and her mental health spiraled to her lowest. 
She attempted suicide on her kitchen floor. Her partner stopped her and it was his tattoo, my story isn't over yet, that sparked something inside of her to change. Now she's a fully qualified mental health therapist and coach. She loves her life and can't wait to see what's next. She is truly a warrior. So let's get this warrior in here and let's get a good tea going. Welcome, Hi, Carrie. It is just even that viral, then it was just like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> right? And it, it, it really touches, and you've really come a long way. And I've gotten to know you over the last few years, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Starting already, <laughs> and that's okay. Tears, are, there's no judgment here, Carrie. You be you. If you need to cry, you cry because tears it's are strength, <laughs> right. And you're and you're pregnant, so you're hormonal, yeah. right? So yeah. <laughs> congratulations on the new baby. Thank and you. I can't wait to see and hear the new name of the baby once it comes. So is there a due date for the baby? Uh, 27th of August. Oh, the day before my daughter's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'll be a few days before my nana's anniversary, actually. So it's a little bit, when I heard it, it was like, uh-oh. But we'll get through it. My nana, I know my nana's looking down on me, and this baby will be blessed to have an angel looking over it. So, well, everything's a blessing, right? Yeah. Sometimes we we look at dates and times, and we're just like, oh, I don't know, but you know, it might be Nana watching over you, Carrie, and saying, yeah. "Hey, I got you, girl." So let's get into your story, Carrie. I know today's going to be a hard day for you. It's going to be really emotional. I think there's going to be lots of tears. <laughs> lots of tears. So for all the viewers out there, be nice. This is a trigger warning show this afternoon. This is her personal story. She is going hard and she's going deep because we really need to get that story out there. So again, Carrie, I want to get right from the right from the beginning when you were a little girl and let's get into then the teenagers and all of that stuff, how you got married, how you had kids. But let's start with the little girl in you. Yeah. So if you'd like to um, So the bullying started for me uh, in primary school. So that's around about six, seven years old. Um, I was called ginger. I was called fat. I was called ugly. Um, I was always made to feel like I wasn't wanted there. I didn't belong there. Um, and then I had braces and I got lots of different horrible names around my braces and I hated having the braces. I hated having to go to the dentist and have the different lots loads of different appointments that I had to go through. Um, and I thought high school would actually be better because it's a different group of people. There's lots of other people to meet, different friendships, different like that. But I was sadly wrong. The bullying continued, it actually got worse. Um, from the first year of high school, the problems at home, that's when they started to get worse than they already was. I mean, there was already constant arguments between my mum and my dad. They were constantly at each other's throats. Um, I remember falling asleep at night time, hearing them downstairs, waking up next morning, my dad wouldn't be there. And I'd go off to school not knowing whether I was going to come home to my dad. When I come home, sometimes he was there, sometimes he wasn't. Um, but then in high school, towards the end of the first year, my dad left. He completely left us. Um, he went down to Liverpool. And that started about, I think, about three years altogether. Um, where I was basically like a parcel in between, past the parcel between my mum and my dad. So moving from the town I'm in now to down to Liverpool, which was about a two, two and a half hour journey, every single Friday night, sent down to Liverpool. Um, so from where I was to Manchester, Manchester to Liverpool, and I would have to do that journey on my own. And then obviously come back on a Sundays. Sometimes my mum would come with me, sometimes she didn't. And the only person I really wanted to speak to was my dad because he's the only person that I ever spoke to or whenever problems happened. Um, and I couldn't. For those three years, I was completely on my own. And there was nobody else in the world I could speak to. And that really hit me. And I didn't know how to deal with that. 
and that's when the self-harming started. I went for a walk one night and I ended up in a park and I found some broken glass and I was sick of the crying. And that's when I picked the glass up and I started to self-harm. You know, and the self-harming sort of, it helped me gain an escape from the feelings I was going through. And I sort of, I kept doing it. And I can't remember how long I was doing it for, but I must have been really good at hiding it or that's how much people were ignoring me because nobody realised that, that it was happening. Not one person realised. When it came to my choices in high school, I chose baking and I chose history because they're two job subjects that I'm passionate about. Um, so baking, I always enjoyed baking with my dad and he taught me how to make the pies that my grandma and granddad had taught him how to make and I'm in the process of teaching my child how to make and I wanted to go more into baking to maybe start a career with it. Unfortunately my mum, who I've never had a relationship with my mum, uh, she stopped me going into baking um, because of money issues apparently but I was told right early on by my mum that I was a mistake, that she didn't want me um, that basically my dad forced her to keep me and I found out the reason why a few years ago it was because my dad had a one night stand while she was pregnant with me and may have fathered another child with this woman and that's the reason my mum has always hated me always so Carrie do you mind if I ask you this question yeah. do you have a relationship with your father now and have you asked him about that affair? Uh, yes, I have spoken to him and he said that um, it was a drunken mistake and a one night stand. That's what he said. Um, he said that he may have fathered this other child, he'll never know, but apparently there was other possibilities for dad as well. So he never bothered to go and find out. So you might have a sibling out there. I might have a younger brother, yeah. So how do you feel about that, Carrie? To be honest, um, I remember growing up wanting a little sibling, but I'm past that now. So it's, you know, if you are, fair enough, but I don't, I don't want another sibling. You know, I don't, I don't have very good relationship with the siblings I've already got. So I, I wouldn't really bother. And the relationship with your mother, do you have a relationship with her now, today, or no? No. So, Carrie, being a mom who hadn't had a mom and being treated the way you have, uh, we have we have a lot of uh, similarities in our stories. How is that as a mom not having a mom? Um, well, because I had my nana, and she was absolutely amazing. Um she was basically my female role model growing up and because I had that female role model I sort of knew what not to do as a mother so when I gave birth to my son I knew straight away that uh, because I'd grown up with my brothers um, I sort of knew how to bond with boys better than girls anyway it was when I had my daughter that I thought uh oh this might be the problem because that mother-daughter bond, I never had that growing up. But I sort of looked back and I sort of spoke to my nana while I was pregnant. And I remember speaking to her about lots of different things. And she gave me lots of advice. Um, and I sort of have them doubt that I know what not to do as a mother. I know that my daughter's going to need me to be the female role model that I never had for her. And I constantly remind my daughter every single day that she is beautiful, she's powerful, that she can do anything that she puts her mind to and nobody can stop her. You know, that's something that wasn't given to me. Self-empowerment was never given to me growing up. I was told that I was hated. So for my daughter to be told that she's loved and wanted, that she's beautiful and powerful every single day, that's putting empowerment into her. 
hoping that she will have the future that I never had. Well, that I have now, but I've had to fight for this future now that I have now. She won't have to do that. I'm hoping that she won't end up in the dark places that I've known. I'm hoping that her mental health is never going to be as bad as mine has been. You know, I mean, I know mental health affects everybody at some point in their life, but I'm hoping that it never gets as bad as it's got for me, for her. I don't want her to experience that. And the reason that I'm asking you these questions, Carrie, is because we need to be aware that trauma does affect our mental health. It has a big impact on our mental health. And you are the queen of mental health warriors. So queens break, queens fall, but queens always rise, you know, and we want to really get that message out there. So again, check out the mental health warriors. This amazing lady is the queen of the warriors. So Carrie, if you want to share a little bit on the mental health warriors and all of the good stuff that has done for you by being the queen of that warrior show. Yeah. Um, well, basically, after after my nana died and my mental health spiraled to the point where I attempted suicide, um, around that time, Adam was just creating the Warriors. And to start with, I stayed in the backgrounds and sort of helped out in the backgrounds where I could because I wasn't ready to go on the camera. Um, I mean, he spoke to me and said to come on camera to tell my story. And I said, but I haven't got a story. No one's going to want to hear about me being bullied. You know, that that was honestly, that, that was my opinion then. But then listening to other people's stories and what they were saying, I was like, maybe I do have a story. And the more I listened, the more research I did around mental health, I realised I do have a story and I have a pretty good story. Um, so that's, that's what inspired me to get in the camera, speak to people and obviously start sharing my own story and my own experiences. Um, so the Mental Health Warriors has helped me to realise that I do have a story, that my that I am just as valid, valid and important as anybody else. And I've lost my fear of the camera because of the Warriors. And working with other coaches, speaking to people who have had similar experiences and completely different experiences to me, has taught me words about mental health about everything around mental health, the way that mental health can affect everybody in different ways. Um, and it's inspired me to carry on with my training to get to the point where I am now. So it, it has done a lot for me. And I have seen that growth because I watch Mental Health Warriors. I'm a big supporter of Mental Health Warriors. Again, if you haven't seen Mental Health Warriors, check them out. Check out their their link tree is up on the video here. It will be in the description box, all of this good information. Give them a follow because they do have different shows, different platforms and that. And I really love what you guys are doing. And Carrie, we miss you. So yeah, we need you back. We need our queen back. I'm Hi. coming back. Um, I've just actually confirmed with Adam that I will be coming back talking about mental health during pregnancy and after pregnancy. I can touch on postnatal depression because um, obviously I know that affects lots of different people. Um, and obviously I'm still going to be going back to mental health as an SEN parent because that's what I was touching on before, but before I left. So I'll go touch on that again. Do you want to share a little bit on that? Because I'm not aware of that. Yeah, so um, I've got two children. They've both got autism diagnoses. So I know from experience that being a parent of a child with special needs, having to fight for the support that they need in school, having to fight for them to go into um, special educational settings because that's where they're going to get the, the, all the support that they need. Because in a mainstream school, the class sizes are so big autistic children can't deal with that well most of them can't some can some can't my children are better in smaller settings and that's what a special educational setting will give them a smaller setting more support and a more comfortable environment one that can tailor to what they need so if they need to go and have 10 minutes out of class to calm down and bring themselves down to avoid crisis they're able to have that so that's what's important for me so and in fighting for all that support and everything like that, it do, really does affect your mental health. Um, 
I know of parents who have children who can't speak, so they'll never be able to hear, Mummy, I love you, or Daddy, I love you. And that's got to affect them a lot more because I'm lucky enough my children can say that to me. Other parents are not that lucky. They might have a little drawing um, of a heart and the child and the mother or dad that they're drawing, or both of them for that matter. And that's as close as they're going to get to that little I love you. You know, those words of a child mean the most to me ever. They do. They mean everything to me. And it just melts your heart when you hear it. We have a question from you, Carrie, from Twitter. They want to ask you, is it a genetic form, like your new baby that's coming? Will will your baby have autism again? Um, I don't know if it's genetic. Um, because when I was going through my own counselling, uh, my counsellor has said I may have autism. I'd have to have more assessment to obviously get a diagnosis. And I'm thinking about doing that. But I think the fact that both my children have got it, I think there's a high possibility that my, my third child is going to have autism, yeah. Well, and you're making some really good points here, Carrie, because you're saying that you might have it. So it might be genetic, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't fully understand if autism can be inherited or not. I'm still learning about autism. I mean, yes, my oldest child is 11 and we've known about the autism for seven years, but autism is a massive, complex thing to understand. And I don't think there's anybody that can really understand everything around autism. I've not looked into if it can be inherited or not. Um, I mean, we didn't think my second child had autism because she masked it so well. She only recently got her diagnosis and that shocked me when she got it. It did. You, um, mentioned, you mentioned the word mask, Carrie. Do you want to get into that a little? Because masking, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. Masking is basically what a female will do. It's more, pre it's more prevalent in females than boys. It's basically she will stand back and observe the other children. Um, observe what they're doing, the facial features they play, they're pulling, the thing, types of things they are saying, and she'll mimic that behaviour. So she'll put on a mask and she'll sort of pretend that she's one of the girls in the group to be that in that social circle. It's mostly about fitting in, appearing to fit in. And my daughter, Tegan, she's very, very good at masking. There's only really me and Adam that has seen her without her mask on and know the real Tegan. Wow. School has never seen it. Well, and it's hard for the school when they don't see it, right? Yeah, it is. Um, so much so that they thought that Tegan was a perfect child with nothing wrong with her. But the professionals that understand autism and couldn't get past that mask have seen everything they need to see. Um, that's why we had to pull her out of mainstream school. That's why we are waiting final report tomorrow to put her in a special educational setting. Wow. Carrie, you, you really are a strong woman. Like, you know, you're going through all of this and you're still continuing on. And now you have baby number three coming. Yeah. And everything good comes in three. So <laughs> this, there's a lot of good stuff coming for you, girl. Um, I want to get into the suicide. Um, I want to touch. You You said you've, you've attempted it a couple of times. So if you'd like to share how many times and... What, what did yeah. you learn about yourself each time? Because you do learn something from suicide about yourself and your mental health as well. So if you want to share yeah, that. Um, the first time was I lost my nana. She had been diagnosed with cancer and she hid the diagnosis from us for about a year before we found out. Um, and when we heard the words cancer with her, it was, it was very hard. Um, to imagine life without my nana, I just didn't want to do it. I didn't. I always thought my nana was untouchable and she'd always be there for me throughout everything. Didn't, I never thought I'd one day lose my nana. Never crossed my mind. Um, she was stubborn till the very end. She was always telling me, you make sure you look after those babies. 
And that was one of the last things she ever said to me, you look after those babies. And that stuck with me. Um, so I always make sure I look after my kids because otherwise my nana will shout at me. <laughs> um, after she died, my mental health spiraled and it got too much. And, <laughs> sorry. Don't be and, sorry, sweetheart. Um, it got way too much and I realised that I couldn't deal with the pain anymore. I couldn't. And I was breaking my promise to my nana to always look after him. And yeah, I had the alcohol, I had the tablets, I was ready to go. And in my head I told myself, I'm going to my nana. I'm going back to my nana. I need my nana. And Adam came in the kitchen and stopped me. <laughs> Take your time, sweetheart. This is your time. This is your time. <laughs> Adam's got a tattoo on his arm that says, my story isn't over yet. I remember going like this on his arm over and over again for a while. I don't remember how long for it. And something in me clicked. You know, Adam was meant to walk in that kitchen and stop me. I was meant to carry on. So, and the first you know, two or three weeks afterwards, I learned how strong I was to come back from that. Um, and I thought, right, okay, I need to do something now. I need to change my life. I need to learn about mental health. So I don't end up in that dark place. And that's what I did. I booked myself onto, um, it was a mental health first aid course. So I could learn to help people, mostly myself to start with, so that I wouldn't go back to that place. And through doing that course, something in me inspired me to carry on. So I went to doing children's mental health. And I jumped through course after course after course after course. And I spent about three, four years learning to get to this point now. And I feel like I've learned so much. Without doing the Warriors and all the background stuff and then having relationship issues with Adam and everything around the kids with the autism and the fights. Um, I had to take a step back from the Warriors. I come away from it completely to focus on myself. But I don't think I focused on myself enough. And last year, on my mum's birthday, I attempted suicide again. No alcohol this time, it was just tablets on my bedroom floor. And again, Adam came in the room and stopped me. And again, Adam was there for me. Even though we were in a bad place as a couple, we had, as a couple then, he still helped me. Everything it's like it's like the friendship connect again, connected again, and he was there for me. And I learned that if I can come through that for a second time, I can come through anything. You know, I I am powerful, and I'm just as powerful as my nana. And I can do it. So I fought on. And it took me about three or four days to actually start feeling again. Because all my feelings just went. You know, my kids smiling at me. I would normally smile back and that would melt my heart. And that didn't for a few days. I felt awful. It's like all of my emotions just vanished for a few days. That was the hardest few days of my life. Even from losing my nana. Knowing that I can look at my child and th not think anything. I felt horrible. It felt absolutely awful. It did. And I don't, I, I don't ever want to go back there again. I know. I know now that I need to implement more self-care. And when I found out I was pregnant a week before Christmas, it was, that's my shock to the system. My self-care needs to be up here, not down here, up here because this baby needs me. So I feel like my nana has sort of 
intervened a little bit and helped me to focus on me by giving me a third child. I mean, I've wanted a third child for about seven years and I've never thought it was going to happen. And suddenly it just happened out of the blue, right after my second suicide attempt. So this baby's definitely, to me, is a message. It'd be up the arse, basically, to sort myself out and start focusing on me. <laughs> and, and, and and you know you sometimes things happen in life and we're like oh my god why now you know and yeah. i personally know you and adam for the last year and i've seen the ups and downs but you guys are an incredible couple and you know a relationship is not perfect it's not wine and roses no. we all have to be honest here if you're not fighting with your loved one then you guys there's issues because you're supposed to fight with your loved ones you're supposed to have that disagreement, you know, and if you, everything is all perfect and all pretty, there's yeah. something, there's actually something really wrong. Right. And I've seen how you guys go up and down and I've talked to both of you on multiple times and, <laughs> and you guys have been there for me as well. And I really want to let you guys know that you guys are doing okay. You guys are doing better than you think you are. You're real authentic people who have struggles, who have a lot on your plate, have gone through a lot, both of you, you know, and that tattoo, words matter because it started yeah. with you as a little girl. And that's why I got you to share as a little girl, yeah. Carrie, is because we need to know that the words as a little girl hurt you. They damaged you. They gave you trauma. They, they, they impacted your life. But the yeah. words on Adam's arm also impacted your life for yeah. change. Yeah, and it impacted me to change so much so that I got the words myself. Oh, well, look at that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so me and Adam had matching tattoos, but those words mean a lot to me. And um, when I was speaking to him about getting them, I asked him, do you mind if I actually get it? And he said, no, he wasn't bothered because he knows that those words meant a lot to me and he knows that me seeing that on a daily basis every single day every minute of every day because it's on me is going to help me to carry on and i actually found out i was pregnant the day i got this tattoo so i had the tattoo in the morning and that afternoon i found out i was pregnant i was like uh oh <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason i got that tattoo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This ain't over. This is just beginning. Yeah, yeah my story isn't over yet. Third child. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about words right now, Carrie, and I want to lighten it up a little. Uh, so I want to get to know what is Carrie's tea? What tea does Carrie serve? Ooh. So tea, togetherness, eternity, always. Do you want to share that again? So togetherness. Um, but simply because me and Adam have gone through hell and back, I've helped. I've saved his life when he's attempted suicide. I've he's saved my life, and it's together as a couple that we've brought ourselves back from death's door to enjoying life, and we can enjoy moments, bringing another child into the world. So eternity was stories never die your story will always survive no matter what so after we're gone our stories are going to still be there they're going to live on through our children so that's why i picked eternity and always is always and forever basically there were words that me and adam always said to each other i love it a really strong tea and and, and carrie you really are a strong empowering girl your story does matter you know, it has impacted. We have a lot of similarities in our stories. And by you sharing your story, you've also given me hope and given me strength. You know, not having a mom, it's hard to be a mom. It it's hard to give our children what we never received. You know, so it's almost like a learning experience for us as we're becoming a mom. So now I want to get into a little bit of, um, what else do I have here? Uh, the mother lesson. So what mother lesson do you have for the moms out there? Um, teach your daughters, sons, um, that they are beautiful, handsome, that they are powerful, 
they can do anything that they put their minds to. The sky really is the limit for them. But then again, in this day and age, space is probably the limit now. Yeah. <laughs> um, that no matter what, nobody can stop them. If they have a goal in life to be a millionaire, I mean, Tegan's one is to have a purple helicopter that can land in her back garden. That's her goal in life. It's not an impossible dream, and I've told her she can work hard every single day. She will have that one day. One day she will have that helicopter. She can go shopping by herself, whatever she wants. Ten pairs of shoes if she really wants to, because she likes shoes at the moment. You know, Bring them home in her helicopter and go and put them in her walk-in wardrobe. That can be reality for her one day. But the hard work starts now because that is a very big dream to have. And as long as you work hard, you can have anything you want. And I think installing that in children is so important. It's about empowering them, empowering the next generation, get the words out, empowering the next generation to reach potential that they want. So if they want to be a millionaire that travels the world, they can do that. If they want to be the next Elon Musk can be the world's richest person. They can do that. But the hard work's got to start now while they're young. They've got to have that dream now. Empowerment and self-belief are most important for children. So install that in them now just by little things. You are strong. You are powerful. You can do anything. And nothing, and nobody can stop them. Empowering them now it's going to set them up for the best futures they can have. I, I love the word that you use, empowering, because as a, as a woman and not having that mom figure and empowering your daughter is truly a blessing. Your Nana gave you some really good, strong tips and tools and watch those babies. Yet you are watching those babies and you are empowering them to believe in their dreams. Now, you also mentioned a purple helicopter. And when I asked you what your favorite color was, you told me purple. So do you want to share a little bit why purple? Um, I don't know. I've just always liked purple. Um, it was my nana's favorite color and it's Tegan's favorite color. So it's quite nice that we have the same favorite color. I don't know why. I've always liked purple lilac. I've just always liked those colors. I've, I've never known why. I've just always towards that. Did your Nana have a bunch of purple stuff growing up? No, I only found out that it was a favorite color um, a couple of days before she actually passed. Oh. So, oh, I, never, I never actually knew until those last couple of days. I noticed she wasn't in a position where you could have a proper conversation with her in those last couple of days. She was in a lot of pain. Um, in hospital she actually nearly broke my hand because she was squeezing it that much we was having a laugh and we're like well at least i'm in the right place if you do break my hand <laughs> <laughs> well and you have to put humor into you know moments like that because it gets so heavy sometimes that you have to laugh and that's what we were saying this morning with this morning's tea time is that you know sometimes life just gets too heavy you just gotta laugh like a crazy yeah. lunatic right like you gotta just yeah. let it out and laughter actually laugh changes us, right? Yeah, we need to laugh more. Yeah. We need to be that. When I asked you one word to describe yourself, you gave me the word warrior. What does the warrior mean for you? I know what it means for the mental health words, but what yeah. does it mean for Carrie? For me, it's about the fact that I've come back from suicide twice and I've turned my life around. I've learned about myself through my mental health journey. I've learned so much through through all that about myself, about who I am as a person, how strong I am as a person. And I've realized that that is the strength. Warriors fight, warriors fight and they get better and they always come out on top. So that's what it, to me, you know, yeah, I fight, but I will always come out on top because I am a warrior. It's the battle, right? We fight these yeah. battles, and but we always rise. You know, we have our swords. Yeah. We might fall. We might get cut a bit. Yeah. But, you know, we we rise. Uh, yeah. And it's truly empowering. That like your story, 
Carrie is really empowering. We have a couple yeah. of comments here that are coming in. They're not questions or comments, but I think that they're important to share. Uh, yeah. They aren't not coming in the studio. They are coming directly to me. Uh, uh, one person remains wants to remain unknown is saying, Carrie, you truly are inspiring them right at this time. And more moms need more moms need to speak out that don't yeah. have moms. Yeah. We also have a comment of the strength of a mom with autism kids, empowering, powerful, yeah. truly inspiring. Wow. Deep story, but needed. Yeah. We also have a comment here that says, mm -hmm. Carrie, I don't know you personally, but I know you now. That is powerful. Yeah, and you know what? Listening to all this, it's brought to you to my head because to have people that I've never met say these nice things, that means the world because I've never had that. You know, I was obviously all the years of bullying, I went through all the negative stuff that's been thrown at me. Um, one of the first things I learned, that one of the first quotes I heard, sorry, um, was we have to go through shit to grow. And it was from a guest who became a warrior, Karen Unruh. We have to go through shit to grow. And I feel like I'm going, I've been through that shit. I've grown into the person I need to be. So I want to ask you, Carrie, why is it important for us to speak about mental health? Because mental health can affect everybody at any point in their life. Nobody is immune from mental health. So if we talk about mental health and make it so nobody has to be ashamed to talk about having a bad time, going through a bad phase in their life, we can come together and talk about um, whatever it is that's bothering you. So be it depression, anxiety, PTSD, postnatal depression, anything. They're just ones I pulled out of my head. You know, There's lots of terms around mental health, but if we can come together and talk about that, it's going to remove the stigma around mental health because there is a lot of stigma around mental health a lot of people are afraid to speak out about what they've been through i mean like me a few years ago i didn't think that i had a story i didn't i thought i was just me and everybody had gone through what, I, what everybody had gone through what i went through but i didn't soon realize that that's not the case that what i'd been through was not normal and that i could turn my life around but it was going to take a hot lot of hard work. But I did it. I went through my shit. I grew into a person. I've been through more shit and I've grown into a better person. So. Well, you really watered your seeds, right? Conversations. You watered yeah. those shit seeds. And that's how life changes, right? We have to water our own seeds. We have to actually self-heal ourselves. Yeah. You know, in order to help others, we have to really look within ourselves and respect ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so Carrie, when I ask you the word self, when I say the word self-esteem and I, I want a number from one to 10, where's your self-esteem girl? Right now, uh, it's about a six. It's been higher. Um, but I think, I think being pregnant and the pressures of, um, the pressures of pregnancy. So the people suddenly, now they know I'm pregnant, they start treating me differently and it's, that's affecting me a little bit it's you know I'm not fragile I'm still a human I'm still a human being you know, yes I'm growing a child but women have grown children for millions of years you know I mean I have a friend who decorate was literally decorating her house when she went into labor wow. literally her waters went while she was decorating you know and she has three beautiful boys you know, that you'll never even realise that she was decorating while while heavily pregnant. You know, you can be a warrior mum, and that's what I am. You really so, are. You're a big yeah. warrior. Uh, we have a question here. Carrie, what type of guest are you looking for for your for the Queen Warrior? Um, well, my show on the Warriors is called An Audience with the Queen. I am the Warrior Queen. Um, and I'm looking for other pregnant mothers or recent preg recently pregnant or even just mums in general talking about 
postnatal depression, mental health throughout pregnancy, or if you're a fellow, a fellow parent of an, with an SEN child, talking about the mental health of that. Um, because we know that there's a lot of pressures having a child with not just autism or ADHD, but any special educational need. You know, and again, there's a lots of different special educational needs. Um, going through all that, mental health impacts women around pregnancy and birth a lot, but also being parent. Um, even dads with partners that are pregnant, because dad's mental health is going to be affected. They're going to be, I, know, I know when I was pregnant, Adam's mental health was affected. He was scared. I'm going to swear he was scared shitless about being a dad. He was worried that he was going to get it wrong. He worried he was about he was going to drop Lucas. Obviously, he never did. But so any parents with children with SEN, pregnant women, or even dads with pregnant partners, dads, dads who struggled while their partners were pregnant, struggled with dadhood, come and speak to me. So we have a couple more comments that are coming in privately to Miss Liz. If anybody is always wondering how Miss Liz gets these questions and how they're how I'm getting these comments and everything, I also put out callouts for anybody who would like to personally DM Miss Liz during a live broadcast. If you would prefer to stay anonymous, uh, we do have people that do get bullied a lot and picked on. So this question is about being bullied, Carrie. Being bullied as a child, are you being bullied as an adult? No, no. My days of being bullied are well and truly behind me. And what steps have you taken to overcome being bullied? Um, basically, there was that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, I know for a fact that's a lot of BS because words hurt the most. Um, you can recover from a broken arm, broken leg, from a cut or a bruise, but you can't recover from words. So I learned quite, I learned, not, I wouldn't say quite quickly, I was going to say quite quickly, but I don't think it was quickly, um, that words, yes, they can hurt, but it's, it's about how you take those words on. Do you take those words and let them continuously go through your head? Or do you say, you know what, that's your opinion. That's what you want to say. There might be a reason why you're saying that to me. You know, you might have that mental health issue and, and that's your way of dealing with it. I'm not going to attack you back. I'm just going to say, okay, and walk away because that's my strength. That's, I heard you, I'm not going to attack you back. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to forget what you've said. I choose to not let the negative affect me anymore. We also have another question here. Um, do you feel that there's enough bullying awareness out there? No, no. All these schools have anti-bullying policies and I don't think it's enough. Um, in my son's autism specialty school, he was being bullied and they stamped it out quite really quickly. They took the steps that they needed straight away. None of this talking to the children, trying to work things out with the children. They separated the boys straight away because that's how you stamp it out. They don't want anybody feeling like school is a negative atmosphere. They don't want that in their school. They want everybody to go to school and feel positive. And I think if more schools did that, you know, to stamp it out straight away, I think more needs to be done about bullying. And I'm not gonna get into changing the educational system because that, I think that's a whole other show. <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, we, we know where that goes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, bullying in the educational system, I don't think there's enough. I think a lot more needs to be done to help the kids. And do you feel that somebody who has lived through bullying should speak on bullying as an advocate? Definitely. By Definitely. sharing their stories, right? Definitely. By by speaking to people who have been the victims of bullies, um, they know the, how bullying can impact you. And it doesn't just impact you in one way, it impacts you in lots of different ways. It can impact the way you feel about yourself, the way you look at yourself, the things you do with your life, and obviously your mental health. Um, I mean, sadly, we see children as young as five and six 
who are hanging themselves because they're being bullied. And the bullying isn't just in school, it's online as well now. So the bullies aren't just stopping, they're going home and they're seeing it online. It's even worse online, if you ask me, because it gets everywhere and when it's online and it's public, a lot more people can see that and join in. Oh, they have that screen, they have the screen to hide behind, right? A lot more needs to be done to stamp out bullying. And when you're talking behind a screen, it's always misunderstood too, because you don't see the emotion of the person. You don't see how evil and deep they're really getting, right? That yeah. It might be because of the text. They might be using capitals where some people say that's yelling and screaming. I know when I'm using capitals, I'm just trying to make a point that enough is enough. I can't yes. speak anymore. I can't share anymore. Just please let me breathe. So have you ever felt that way where you just enough is enough i just want to breathe guys yeah um i got to the point where i actually deleted my facebook because i would had enough of people online i deleted my facebook and i blocked out everything because i needed to be me i needed some me time um like i said before and i'll say it again a lot more needs to be done and i think a lot more awareness around social medias and the dangers of social media needs to be done as well and you make because some really there's a dark points, side Karen. to social media. And that's a really good point, Carrie, because we do need social awareness. You know, social media has become an evil playground where people just think that they can say whatever they want, do whatever they want, and not have any repercussions for what they've done, right? Yeah. So we need to really change that. We need to bring some awareness. And maybe you guys can do that on the Mental Health Warriors, you know, and with Tea Time with Miss Liz, we, we can come up with something and maybe do a conference or awareness, you know, yeah, where definitely. we have different organizations join us and say, like, how do we fix this? Because unless yeah. we have awareness and keys, we can't change anything, right? Yeah. And I mean, with the Warriors, um, we do do shows around the educational system and uh, the dark side of social media and how that can affect you. It's keep an eye on the channels or even go back through the history on youtube or on facebook um there are what there are podcasts there around the dark side of mental health uh, not sad dark side of social media sorry and bullying and the educational system how it needs to change and obviously lots of videos around sen and mental health so there's lots of different videos depending on what you're looking for we have, a, we have a statement or a question here. I'm not sure what this person's trying to say, but they want to, I think they're trying to say, do you believe in your story now that you have a story? Definitely. Definitely. Um, I think I have a powerful story. Um, I wouldn't say it was inspiring, but I'm glad other people think it's inspiring. And I'm happy that I inspire people. And I hope that hearing my story inspires other people to realise that they have a story too, to come forward and share that story. Um, by sharing a story, you can help other people. If I can just help one person by listening to my story, that's my job done. So any final words, Carrie, before we wrap up your tea time? Um, Self-care is massively important. Always look after yourself. And you have to go through shit to grow. I, I, before we wrap up, you just mentioned self-care. So we're going to get into self-care. We still have a couple minutes here. Yeah. What, does Carrie, what does Carrie do for self-care for herself? Not uh, for meditation. others, but for you. Uh, meditation. Um, so I'll take myself to my bedroom, close the door, ignore my phones, ignore the laptop, whatever. Um, I might put on some meditation music through YouTube and I'll just sit there or I'll lie there and I'll just put myself into my happy place. It's peaceful, it's calm, and I can just clear my thoughts, clear my head, and become calm and relaxed again. So my happy place consists of a lake and a waterfall and listening to that water sound. It's so soothing and relaxing. I love it. So we have a question here. What is your favorite song with lyrics? <laughs> um... <laughs> Read all about it. Ooh, who sings that one? Oh, you put me on the spot now. For my <laughs> I just never heard about I'm it. I'm just like, oh, that's a nice title. Read, uh, read all about it. So it's, um, I want to sing. I want to dance. 
I've completely forgot the lyrics. But, um, let them read all about it. But it is an inspiring song and I love that song. But I also like... Uh, my mind's gone absolutely blank now with songs. Mm. Um, I can't think what it's called. This Is Me. I love that song. Yeah, This Is Me. Yeah. Yeah. I I really liking that one. It's the it's the lyrics. It's the lyrics around that, you know. I'm not I'm not a stranger of the dark. I'm not. You know, but this is me. You know? This this is who I am. This is me. And it, it's a simple phrase too. This is me. Yep. This is my story. This is my journey. You know, this is, that is a powerful statement. And I think we all should be using that as an affirmation. This is our story. This is my journey, you know, because we're often put in the back burner because like you said at the beginning of the show, you felt like you didn't have a story, you know, but you do have a story, Carrie, and you have a powerful story. You are inspiring people all over and giving them hope. We might not see numbers, but we see impact. And that's where the difference is. We need to really stop looking at numbers and we need to start looking at the impact. There are 19 people who have left comments privately and they have gone through a lot of similarities like you. And that's why they want to stay anonymous because they are going through a lot of trauma and stuff. And yeah, I respect and I can, that. I respect, I, yeah, I can respect like that. that. Some people are going through, are still going through their issues, and don't want to talk about it yet. Again, don't want to talk about it yet. And again, that's absolutely fine. When you're ready, the world will be ready and waiting to listen. But it has to be from them. It has to be from you. It takes a lot of courage to come in front of a camera and speak your truth and speak your journey and be vulnerable. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and let the world judge you. But once you get over that fear, it's so good. Because then when you get people saying that you're inspiring and you're powerful and everything like that, to hear those things means everything. And thank you, everybody, for your lovely comments. Well, and I want to thank everyone for sending me these private messages and giving me these comments to share with Carrie. Carrie, Carrie is truly an amazing young lady. And watch out for her because Mental Health Warriors, she's coming back, guys. The queen is coming, am, back. coming back. So check them so out. Give them yet, a quick subscribe. Back. And let's really work together. Let's really show that we can all make a difference when we truly support one another. Support for support goes a long way. Stories for stories goes a long way because you just never know whose life you're changing. So I really want to thank you, Carrie, for joining me on Tea Time and sharing your story and being open. I, we really need the openness in the world. We need those stories out there. So again, thank you. And you've made some really good, strong points. Yeah. If, anybody if anybody would... wants to come and speak to me on the Warriors, feel free to get in touch. We can. I'm sure you can come and speak to me as long, yep. long as you're ready. Absolutely. So check out the Mental Health Warriors. It is on the screen and it will be in the description box. So give them a follow. You know, if one show doesn't resonate with you, there are many others. Mental Health Warriors has multiple warriors. So if you feel like one show does not resonate, there's always another one. Yeah, uh, and check out, give them a subscribe, check out their link tree, check out their Spotify, check out their YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. They are all over and they are incredible people that are just making a difference. Uh, again, trigger warning if you are watching this tea time. And if you would love to share this tea time to bring hope to somebody who is struggling, you are more than welcome to. And if you'd like to reach out to Carrie and you and feel that it's too much, you can always reach out to Miss Liz and Miss Liz will give your message to the give it to Carrie. Because me and Carrie, we do talk and we have stayed close. So Carrie, congratulations again on baby number three. And I can't wait. I'm going to say August 28th. You're going to go one day more. So. <laughs> so then, <laughs> yeah. but we'll we'll put some bets on that when it gets closer yeah. and all of that. We'll so find I, out in about three or four weeks if it's a little boy or a little girl. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, well, that's good. So again, thank you to all the viewers. Thank you to all the subscribers. Thank you for all the supporters of Miss Liz's Tea Time, and come back tonight at 7 p.m. where I bring back a guest from season two, 
Joe Brown's coming back and she's got a lot of win-wins. So we're going to be sharing that at 7 p.m. tonight. And again, thank you to all of the incredible supporters of Tea Time with Miss Liz. And thank you to everyone who is making a difference with your voice and your story. So Carrie, thank you. And don't leave. I will talk to you in the background. Bye. But we will see everybody at 7 p.m. tonight for the third see you later, show. Everybody. Bye.